Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. If you're a seeker, don't miss the inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening, Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles shamanic counselor and indigenously trained dream decoder, Sandra Cochran's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers throughout the Americas. Sandy's initiations across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt, combined with her knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth, influence her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private readings, Sacred International Journeys, a meditative CD, and her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate your earthwalk and create a deeper connection to yourself. Find this and more at her website, starwalkervisions.com. Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecki is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Gwilda Wiecki's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Science of Magic or endorsed in any manner by Gwilda Wiecki, Relmar McConnell Media Company, its affiliated networks, stations, or employees. Welcome to the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecka, a program dedicated to uncovering the unified nature of reality and humanity's ever-evolving place as truly galactic beings. For more information on the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecka, visit us online at www.thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome to the Science of Magic, a program combining the science and magic of today's leading topics to co-create new solutions and promote evolutionary thinking. 
We're coming to you through the leader in responsible paranormal and alternative science programming, the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, and can also be found on our website, thescienceofmagic.net. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. This hour, we'll be exploring the science and spirituality of aromatherapy. All ancient shamanic and magical practices dealt with the spirit of plants. Through the shamanic journey trance, the medicine men and women would access the spirit or frequency of local herbs. They would use this energetic information to choose which herbs to counteract frequency imbalances, causing illness in the body, mind, emotions, and spirit of a person, animal, place, or thing. Plants were burned to release their scent or brewed into tinctures and taken orally. Herbs were also applied to the body, where the constituent elements of the plant could be absorbed by the skin. This holistic shamanic practice is to believe the, believed to be the origins of herbology. There's historical evidence that the roots of aromatherapy are found in ancient civilizations, particularly that of Egypt. Ancient Egyptians used essential oils distilled from plants for medicinal, spiritual, and cosmetic applications, and many may have created the foundation of what we know today as modern aromatherapy. The premise of Egyptian aromatherapy was holistic in nature. It was believed that the body cannot be separated from the mind, emotions, or soul. The importance of maintaining balanced continuum between all four was recognized and facilitated by the use of essential oils. As masters of the holistic, the ancient Egyptians believed that beauty, magic, and medicine were inseparable. During the Third Dynasty, 2650 through 2575 BC, the process of embalming mummification was developed by the Egyptians in their search for immortality. Frankincense, myrrh, cinnamon, cedarwood, juniper, berry, and spikenard were all known to have been used to preserve the bodies of their royalty in preparation for the afterlife. Like all things, herbs and essential oils express according to frequency. Each plant carries its own particular divination of frequencies. A very unique property of essential oils is that they're not only absorbed by the body through the skin, but can also cross the blood-brain barrier through the olfactory senses. Thus, essential oils lend themselves well to correct imbalances in body, mind, emotions, and spirit. Energy medicine recognizes all illness as a result of compromised frequency. The practice opening up ancient forms of herbology and aromatherapy as viable treatments for modern-day illness. If our frequency imbalances can be addressed when they're minor, these plant helpers can aid us in avoiding more serious illness. If, however, we're already seriously ill, more aggressive measures must be needed until we return to a greater state of equilibrium enabling the gentle plant helpers to further restore balance. It's important to note that the ancients recognized the continuum from body, mind, emotions, and spirit as a whole, which must be addressed in order to maintain health and well-being. Current medicine trends tends to separate this continuum into totally different practices, then further splintering them into areas of specialty. While it's necessary to delve deeply into each system for understanding it's counterproductive to lose sight of the whole. We're just starting to recognize that the innate checks and balances of the original herbs are lost when we separate out the constituent parts or synthesize them all together. Side effects are the result of this practice. While we may need pharmaceuticals in case of extreme imbalance to get us headed back the right direction, 
we're really missing the key to optimum health. It's necessary to follow up with diet and the more refined plant helpers to complete the healing while addressing the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual causes of the illness. Our guest this hour, Kat Young, is the author of 12 books, including her latest, The Healing Art of Essential Oils. After this commercial break, I'll introduce Kak, and together we'll explore the reemergence of the ancient art of aromatherapy and its responsible modern-day applications, so don't go away. You're listening to The Science of Magic. Our current episodes are aired daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net. The Science of Magic is produced by Realma McConnell Media Company, Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology Science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere, Florida. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine such as hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a Southern Flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining rooms can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you visit, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic downtown Felsmere, or visit 
marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marshlanding, Old Florida cuisine at its best. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. In this series of topic-driven explorations, we'll be looking into the energy medicine, its many forms and applications. With us this episode to explore the responsible modern-day application of aromatherapy is Kak Young, a doctor of both clinical hypnotherapy and naturopathy, the author of 12 books, including her latest, The Healing Art of Essential Oils. A former successful television director and producer who earned a Ph.D. in natural health, CAC has completed 36 courses in nutrition from Baylor University and is dedicated to healing humans and animals and creating a long life through holistic methods. CAC's website, HealingArtOfEssentialOils.com. CAC, thanks so much for being with us on The Science of Magic. It's my pleasure, Gwilda. Thank you so much for having me. What are essential oils? Well, essential oils are really, it's the core, it's the heart and soul, the very essence, the atomic molecules of a plant. And they can be uh, distilled or extracted uh, uh, through steam. They can be, uh, the, the, the blossoms can be pressed through glass and that essence extracted. There are many ways to get the actual core of the plant out into a, a liquid which can be bottled and then used by us. I understand that um, the degree of pressure or heat can actually destroy the, the um, constituent parts of the oils. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. That's why if you have a citrus peel, for example, you're going to want to use a cold pressing like they do with olive oil so that the heat does not change the molecular construction or the chemical compounds of the essence of the oil itself. And sometimes with uh, bark, you'll use another kind of expression. Sometimes they use uh, CO2 pressure so that it uh, extracts it without damaging the again the the atomic structure of the the plant or the fiber. So you have wood, you have bark, you have seeds, you have blossoms, and you have the actual stems. And uh, uh, any part of the plant that is used for the essential oil has to be treated in a specific way so that it is not damaged or it doesn't sustain any change what, during the process. So where did the essential oils originate? Well, that's very interesting because as as we uh, do archaeological digs, we find out lots of different information. See, 18,000 years ago in Lascaux, France, where they found a lot of cave draw- drawings on caves inside, there, were, there was evidence that plants were used not only for herbal and healing methods, but also in oil form. And then certainly... Uh, the the Chinese used them in ritual, in ceremony, and the Egyptians were very famous, certainly for the mummification project, but also in their healing. The Egyptians were surgeons in 4500 and 5000 BCE, so they used a lot of these essential oils for the properties that they contain uh, to counteract bacteria, to help heal wounds, and certainly to prevent infection. How many oils are there now? 
<laughs> well, there are as many oils as you have plants. So currently, there there's like between three and four hundred oils that you can access and use. Many of them are are new and are just being studied, but they're sure. I mean, you could make an oil out of anything you can grow, basically. So speaking of studies, what kind of studies have been done on them in modern times? Well, everything from the scientific application of the vibrational scale, Tynino in the uh, state of Washington had a whole study where he gradated not only foods but also plants and figured out what frequency they um, they contained and they emanated not only the frequency it had when it was alive but also what it gives out and how that is compatible with the human frequency he tested well and and this this part is controversial to many people because he doesn't manufacture his machines anymore. These are sort of like a one-off, similar to um, uh, Dr. Emoto, whose research really could not be duplicated again. So, but it was a specific recording of the vibrations of that he found of water at the time. It's hard to replicate what some of these studies prove, but it gives us an indication, like purely in photography, that there is an essence, that there is an aura, that there is something unseen and invisible that emanates from these products and can be picked up and utilized by the human being. Um, That brings an interesting uh, point. I think one of the complaints I've heard about herbs and oils is standardization. Every season changes the way a plant will grow. Doesn't it change the frequency of the essence? Everything can change the frequency. Toxins can change the frequency. Where it is planted, if you plant it next to a freeway as opposed to in a mountain site, it's a very different frequency. Plants, plants are people too, and we are all affected by what goes on in our environment. So yes, things can, can change it, and when we get the kind of machines, the kind of uh, mometers, if you will, plantometers that will determine what is going on within a plant, then we will really have an accurate science that we can say, okay, this particular uh, oregano plant has been injured in its growth and it doesn't give off the same frequency and vibration and therefore healing properties that this one over here that was grown in... uh, the hills of Switzerland. So when we compare all those scientifically and we really have data, which of course means money and funding and also the development of machines and uh, ways to register this, this, these vibrations, when that all happens, then we can really have a level playing field. This seems to be a common theme. Um, I know paranormal investigators have the same complaint that that the instrumentation just isn't refined enough to pick up the more subtle energies, and therefore we're having trouble with studies and proof. Yes, and that's where I think intuition comes in. We are much smarter than any machine will ever be. We can measure, but that just gives us confidence. 
when we trust our intuition, when we go down deep inside, we know what's right and what's wrong. Muscle testing certainly tells us that when we can, can respond to a substance, an external substance, or, or the vibration that that substance gives off in conjunction with our body and how we respond to it. So if we trusted our intuition a lot more and really got down deep within the soul of the plant, within the soul of the product, and and allowed that communication to happen at the invisible level, then we don't need machines. We just need to be strong enough and confident enough to trust ourselves because it's all there. The inner wisdom, the inner healer is present in every single person. We're just afraid or we have been... Uh, embarrassed to use it because everybody wants something proven out here in the scientific world and data and records and all that. Well, and that can change in a heartbeat too. So if we trust our intuition, that never goes away. That never changes. That's all that we have that we can rely on for the entirety of our lives. I mean, isn't that the way that the original remedies were figured out is through journey work and intuition? Absolutely. Even Hippocrates, he learned a lot of his information about herbs and wrote his treaties on those based on some information he got from ancient India and the Ayurvedic soldiers who went into battle and carried with them bombs and uh, salves that were made for them to help them in help them counteract wounds or any damage that they sustained while on the battlefield. So Hippocrates saw things that work, and, and don't we really see, oh gosh, this is working over here and that's working over here. Let us then go back to the source and find out why it might be working. So all this knowledge is passed on and shared and improved upon throughout the ages. And certainly Hippocrates started the study of herbology and wrote down all the uh, concoctions that he came up to heal his clients. He believed that a daily bath in these essential oils was one of the major contributors to good health. Where did you learn to work with them? I, <laughs> I, well, when I was working in television, I had an incident where a stage manager dropped dead in front of me. And Oof. I said, wow, that's amazing. He seemed to be in good health. He seemed to be active and fit. And yet he was kind of on a diet of Coca-Cola and donuts and coffee. So when he dropped dead at the age of 55, I said, well, if I want to stay in this industry and work really hard, uh, because the hours are just excruciating sometimes, I want to also have the knowledge of how to be healthy and how to sustain this. And I didn't want to rely on, on outside uppers, downers, or chemicals of any sort. So I began to study all kinds of different healings, from crystals to tarot to uh, anything to to nutrition and vitamins, as well as the box flowers and essential oils. I started out innocently enough by just wanting to get some sleep uh, after a, a day being. Uh, working at a very, very high frequency to come down off of that, I didn't want to use any, any you know, barbiturates or, or something that would have residual hangover the next day, if you will. So I started to use uh, lavender in a ring around a 
uh, a light bulb. And I found that that really relaxed me and put me to sleep. So one thing leads to another. Um, one study leads to another. One healing essential oil led to another, and I began to explore it little by little. Finally, I realized I'd, I'd kind of amassed a bit of information here, and I was watching people start to use them in a dangerous way. They would willy-nilly use it on a kid or, or an animal, and they were lacking safety information. They were lacking uh, the knowledge how to dilute them, how to blend them, how to really use them safely, because after all, when something like this something as powerful as an essential oil is the core and essence of the plant itself. But having been distilled down to a powerful, powerful core, it can, well, certain oils can take the, the finish off your furniture if you put a drop on it. You're putting something on your body and around into your inhalation passages. You're putting something that is extraordinarily powerful. And learning how to use it is important so that you don't damage yourself. So I began to kind of educate people and say, well, no, you don't take that lavender and put it on your finger and stick it behind your ears. As, as you might think that's a clever thing to do, that could harm your skin. So I began to think about maybe writing a book and talking about the power that is in each plant and what it can do for you with its healing properties and uh, and its talents, if you will. But I also wanted people to understand that this isn't casual use. You don't. Yeah, absolutely it. not. We're we're going to have to take a pause. Jack and I will return to our discussion on the other side of this break. So don't go away. We're coming to you through the Exxon Broadcast Network. Don't miss the other fine shows and hosts on XZBN.net. You're listening to the Science of Magic, your resource for creative solutions in a changing world. The Science of Magic.net. Network broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN TV. For more information on the X Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. While science pursues fact, magic accesses the quantum level, bridging random facts to form truth. As long as science and magic remain separate and polarized, the truth cannot be known. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. Join me on the Science of Magic radio program, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. During each episode, I'll be speaking with experienced and respected scientists and mystics. 
From astrologers to astronomers, from medical doctors to shaman, the scientific method to dowsing and intuition, we'll weave together information from seemingly divergent practices to promote unity and enlightenment. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, and the Science of Magic right here on the Mutual Broadcast Network. For more information, visit www.thescienceofmagic.net. Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention, specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration, and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at... Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Science of Magic, a place where magic and science come together to promote enlightenment. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. We cover what's hot for in-depth exploration of leading-edge subjects from numerous authorities and viewpoints. Join our email family to receive our topic-driven episode collections at thescienceofmagic.net. Our guest this hour, Kak Young, is the author of 12 books, including her latest, The Healing Art of Essential Oils. 
Jack, we were just getting into the potential dangers of using oils without being trained. Is there any certification required to use essential oils on others for profit? <laughs> well, unfortunately, there is nothing that is required, but... If you're going to do that, be responsible. Take some courses. Educate your source. Uh, my publisher has very flatteringly called my book, The Healing Art of Essential Oils, the new aromatherapy Bible, because it does cover the properties of the oils and the safety and the usage. So I would like to think that my contribution to the world through this book is really helping people use the essential oils responsibly and for the benefit of other, for themselves and, and other people as well. But your question, uh, before I would work on anyone using essential oils, even massage therapy, even someone who just wants to add some essential oils to a carrier oil and use it for massage, I would encourage them to read, to study, and to take some preliminary courses. The, I, I sort of liken it to getting to know someone. Um, well, if you and I were having tea, getting to know each other, we would leave that tea feeling that we had a connection with each other. And I would appreciate who you are, your history, and what you're all about. And I, I would assume the same uh, for you about me. The same thing is with essential oils. If we learn where they came from, what they do, and how they're processed, and where they're sourced, and maybe even who grows them, we have a connection with them that allows us to really use them at their subtle qualities and using the subtle energies of healing as well as the practical and physical ones. So I really think people should be responsible before they use these and, and educate themselves and or take a class, a course, from, uh, from one of the leading aromatherapy schools out there. And you can find ones that are certified and bonafide through Naha.org. That's the National Association of Holistic Aromatherapists. Naha.org has a whole list of all these schools that you can go to and attend and really uh, bring yourself up to professional level. Well, it's wonderful to know that there's that kind of provision out there. There's so many of the more esoteric practices that there's just not training, and boy, that, that can be dangerous in my opinion. How, how can a person be assured that their practitioner is well-trained? Well, you have to ask. You absolutely have to ask what they know and where they went to school. And, you know, again, it's buyer beware. It's, it's, I wish we had a CarMax for uh, aromatherapy where you uh, certainly had to check out your, your uh, professional before you went to them. But, but definitely do that because when some of these things are uncertified, and it used to be, well, in the state of California, uh, there used to be licenses and certification for a lot of uh, alternative healing. And then uh, one of the governors way back when uh, did away with all of that, which I think hurt and damaged the alternative medicine uh, professionals because without a certification or without an imprimatur, it, it's hard to separate the wheat from the chaff. So I hope that we will grow into legislation that will allow people to have training and then be certified by the government in that training because of uh, certain classes and courses you've taken. I'm with you on that. You know, there seems to be quite a few oils out there that, with varying degrees of purity and potency. How can you tell the good, the bad from the ugly or the inferior and polluted ones? Oh, my gosh. Well, it's kind of, it's kind of uh, 
simple. Um, I take a very hard stand. I, I'm not popular with a lot of people, but if you're going to put something on your precious body temple, it has to be certified organic. And there are two ways that you can figure that out. Uh, if it's a United States product or brought in by uh, the United States, the USDA has certain qualifications that meet the organic standards. Now, in my book, I explain this really, really completely. But you look for the word certified organic. Don't look for pure, natural, uh, any of any of those words that are just marketing, uh, things like therapeutic, all that stuff is, it's just marketing. It's advertising. What you want to see is certified organic or organic or wildcrafted. Any of those things say that it was grown in either the wild or under circumstances that didn't use pesticides and there was no harmful chemicals uh, close to these plants or surrounding these plants. And it means they were also harvested in a very careful and attentive way. You don't want somebody just ripping plants out of the ground and throwing them into boxes. You want someone who really cares what they're doing and how they handle the plant with love and grace. The second thing, if you're importing something from Europe, they have the EU standards, and it is a little Green, it's a little green label with a little green leaf, and there are white dots around that leaf. That tells you that the entire farm and the grower has been certified as organic. So those are the things that you want to look for. Do not go down to your local department store and pick up the diffuser essential oil compact package that you get with a coupon off. Don't do that. Those things are usually diluted with uh, carrier oils that are marginal. It's like, if, if I can use this graphic explanation, if you are a drug dealer, you import your drugs and you sit at your kitchen table and you cut them with whatever you, anything from baking soda to um, uh, to baby powder, and then you send those off to your next dealer, and he or she sits around and cuts it down again. By the time that drug gets to the street, it has been so decomposed, and it is full of harmful, harmful products, and everything from borax to baby powder and in between. The same thing can happen with essential oils. It gets watered down and watered down, not with water, but with oil, until there's probably hardly any of the essence of the plant in it. And if it is, you don't know where it was grown, what pesticides were used, what toxins surrounded it. You don't know anything about it. So the only way you can protect your precious temple is to make sure that it's organic, well-crafted, or comes with the EU certification. Can you speak to aromatherapy as a form of energy medicine? Well, absolutely. Um, I think it is akin to Reiki. It is akin to, well, telepathy, if you will. It is, it is one of the finest healing arts out there because you're dealing with not only the vibration of the person who is applying the, the essential oils to you or diffusing them, but you're also dealing with the energy and the properties of the, uh, the actual oil itself, the plant matter. And we are, after all, in tune with animals and plants on this planet that we share. 
how we open ourselves up to that determines our compatibility and our reciprocal healing back and forth. We heal plants just as they heal us. We water them and help them grow, as does nature. But when we get into that flow of natural reciprocal exchange, it's a world within a world, and it is one where you don't need someone else to tell you what to do. Your intuition will help you figure out exactly what you need and why you need it. There is a, a zoo pharmacological healing for animals right now where they put various different herbs and spices in front of dogs and the dog who is ailing picks out which one they want that will heal them because they have the instinct and they don't have the conscious block between their instinct and their action that will stop them from having what their body needs. So we have that too if we would only use it and open up and and experiment with all of the wonderful products of nature that are out there. How interesting that a dog would probably make that selection by the sense of smell, and people are either drawn or repelled with different oils by the sense of smell. Yes, yes, that's true. And that can change. <clears throat> that can change. You can, you can have uh, an aversion to a particular oil, and then it can grow on you as you learn more about it. Sometimes doesn't... Um an aversion to the healing at hand create the aversion to the smell? Like if, you, if you're having to work through some major issues uh, before you can achieve healing and an oil has helped design you to push you into those issues, can you develop an aversion to it? Well, you can, yes, you can, and you can de- develop which, uh, what is called a sensitivity to it. Sensitization is something that happens when, for example, you use it neat, which means undiluted on yourself, and it causes a, a reaction, or you have an allergy to it. You know, just as people, some people have allergies to peanuts, you can also have an allergy to uh, chamomile is one because it's part of the ragweed family, and you can have a, a, an adverse reaction to that or develop sneezing and coughing. So if you overexpose yourself to something, you can be sensitized to it. It's just like the citrus oils as well. If you, in the morning, put on a lemon or an orange oil on your face or mix it into your moisturizer and go out in the sun, you can have photosensitization, and that can harm your skin. So you have to know the properties of these oils and which ones can be used in the daylight and which ones can't. You never, for example, want to mix any of your oils outside in the sunlight because you can contaminate them and cause free radicals, and um, uh, that can build up with toxicity and hurt you. Given the potency of the oils, what do you think about some of the general essential oil remedies available to the public today and online and that sort of thing? Oh, again, I take a really hard stand. I, I like to work on intuition. Therefore, I suggest to people that they buy some oils and they can share them with friends. It doesn't, you don't have to spend, you know, $3,000 stocking up on oils to experiment. You can share them with friends and you blend your own blends based on your feeling towards the oil how you are vibrating with it reciprocally, and also what your intuition is telling you about the healing qualities and what you've read about it. So if you look at the properties of some oils and you want something that helps stave off an itch, if you, if you will, you would select the oils that, 
that have those qualities, you would combine them and you'd choose a carrier oil, um, again, an organic carrier oil that would be compatible with these oils that you're mixing, and you would try that blend. So you would mix a little at a time. I don't like things that are ready-made. I don't like the multi-level marketing schemes. I don't like stuff that doesn't have uh, organic or certified organic on it. I just find that it's risky. And again, you know... It's that magic moment again. We're going to have to take another short break. Kak and I will be back shortly, so don't leave us now. This is the Science of Magic, the scienceofmagic.net, your resource to altruistic professionals of science and the esoteric, working to create common ground for the betterment of our world. We're in this together. Your thoughts are very important. If you have any comments or topics of interest to suggest, please email me at info at thescienceofmagic.net. Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Foundation focusing on evidence based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com.
wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? I'm Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and on The Secret to Everything, we will merge the practical with open investigation into all realms of the mysterious. We will talk to cutting-edge alternative health practitioners, those who inspire and motivate you in business and life, and of course, we will share stories of the paranormal, conspiracy, and cryptozoology. You will transform because of the frequency I carry, the frequencies my guests carry. Life may never be the same after you listen to this program. For the secret to everything is for you, the listener. For those who desire more in every area of their lives and believe that it can still be found. Listen and discover thesecrettoeverything.com. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. You're listening to the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Science of Magic, bringing together gifted people of service to the world. I'm your host, Gwilda What's up in your world? Email me at info at thescienceofmagic.net and suggest a topic that's on your mind. You're probably not the only one interested. Our guest this hour is Kak Young, the author of Healing Art of Essential Oils. Kak, we were getting into some of the regulations and, and uh, lack thereof. Um, can essential oils be dangerous? They can. They can, Gwilda. They can, they can harm people. They, uh, some people have put them in their eyes, for example, because they think that they have a property. Uh, clary sage, for example, means clear eyes. And so some people have used that in their eyes and they've gone blind. So there are things that you can really damage yourself with. There are people will take peppermint and they'll put it in their uh, water or, or coffee and they'll drink it. And some people are not harmed by that. Other people have been. So it is a matter of, I, I say, don't ingest any essential oil unless you are working with a certified aromatherapist, a real professional who can guide you through this and who knows the properties of the essential oils. With all the modern medicine now available, what's the benefit of using essential oils for healing? Again, it's going back to your natural inner qualities and it summons the inner healer from within. You can help yourself by choosing the essential oils that you resonate with and those are the ones that are calling out to you to say I can help you I can guide you through this 
and back into your wellness. I don't think that we create illness. I think that illness happens to us for various different circumstances, and it's because we are not working on all six cylinders. Something has uh, made us tired or we have become run down. Essential oils will keep us in a natural, optimum working at uh, top speed, and that will help fend off all kinds of illnesses that come our way. So how can a person draw the line between self-care and practicing medicine on oneself when using essential oils as a remedy? Where do you draw that line? Well, uh, you, you don't ever draw a line. You open your arms and you include everything. I think Western medicine is fantastic. And as long as we don't rely on one thing, I think it starts in the mind. If we look outside of ourselves for healing, we're going to seek every Tom, Dick, and Harry we can and every prescription and every outside thing to come in and fix us. The healing and the fixing is within ourselves. We must look within and then reach out for whatever we can find. It takes work. It takes confidence. It takes self-assurance. It takes knowing that you have the knowledge within to help and heal yourself. We were all born whole, perfect, and complete. And so as we mature through life, we have different challenges. Go back to that knowledge. Go back to that root and always seek to restore. I think that Western medicine has a lot of brilliance to add to it, as does the wisdom of the ancients, because it involves the spiritual side, the mental side, and the presence and properties of the soul. So what are the emotional benefits of aromatherapy? Oh, my goodness. Um, I have an entire chapter dedicated to the emotional uh, benefits of this. You can change because we, if, if you subscribe to uh, our thoughts create our reality, then how do you change your thoughts? Well, you change it with aromatherapy if you want to. You can, you can uh, assuage jealousy. You can improve resentment. You can open your heart. You can heal your grief. You can do all kinds of emotional healing with essential oils that leads you into creating a different reality for yourself. And I have, like I said, Chapter 11 is all about emotional healing. Our guest this hour is Kat Young, a doctor of both clinical hypnotherapy and naturopathy, the author of 12 books, including her latest, The Healing Art of Essential Oils, her website, healingartofessentialoils.com. So now that we're talking about the uh, emotional benefits, how about spiritual benefits of using essential oil? Well, that's really kind of fun. Yes, there's lots of things. You can, you can create your own self-magic. And with each oil, I give people the, the spiritual recommendations of what you can do with, the, with the, some of the essential oils. Bergamot, for example. Uh, gamblers used to rub bergamot oil on their hands before they would sit down to play cards. They felt it brought them luck. Um, there's all kinds of herbs, uh, herbs and plants that can bring love into your life, that can summon love, that can bring you a job. All you have to do is sit down and work with the essential oils through a diffuser, uh, through some kind of an oil burner, if you like, uh, mixed with and diluted in a carrier oil and rubbed on yourself. Or you can also just uh, d- uh, dab some cotton balls in the essential oils and have them around to create the aroma wherever it is you are. 
So we were talking about essential oils and frequencies. Do you know which oil has the highest frequency? I know it's been measured and tested. Well, it depends on who who you are looking at. Yes, there are several that have some very high frequencies, and lavender is one of them. Um, but again, it's uh, it's finding the person's study that you that you are akin to. Um, you you could there, it's quoted throughout the internet, and I also have some of the facts in my book too from some of the different studies that you can compare and look at. Um, but it you know it depends on what you're healing, what what you're after, if some emotional need might need a lavender healing and some might need basil or dill. So you have to look at um, what you are trying to accomplish and where you want to go and then find the right oil that's going to help you get there. So it's more like a, um, a frequency correction than just going really, really high. I think so because it's like with crystal healing. Somebody can walk into a room full of crystals and feel that charge and go, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, and it be overwhelmed by it. Other people can walk into the same room and be put to sleep by the energy of the crystals. So it's, it's just a matter of knowing what you need and then seeking that out. What can you tell us about aromatherapy and healing crisis? Crisis? Crisis, healing crisis. Um, I'm not sure I understand uh, what you mean by healing crisis. That's okay. Um, Sometimes um, I've seen where people start working with oils or, um, you know, plant plant, uh, essences, and they use a lot of them all at once, and suddenly they go into a major detox. Have you seen or heard of that? Um, yes, I think it's prevalent not just with essential oils when somebody overdo, overdoes it, but it can, you know, it can happen at a wedding. If you drink too much, you're going to have a hangover the next day. Absolutely. These are powerful essences. What you're putting into and around your body are uh, extremely concentrated atomic and chemical compounds. So if you overdo it, you can put yourself into toxic shock anaphylactic shock, if you will, and then uh, then you are in a state of an emergency and you have to go to the ER. Very few people know how to bring you out of essential oil uh, shock or toxicity, so you have to be very careful about who you tell and where you go and what to do because they, it can be mistaken for something else. What's it often mistaken for? Well, if, if, if you are having an aneurysm, for example, <laughs> uh, it, you, you can have the symptoms of, of brain shock. You can have uh, muscle tension and you can have reaction uh, in your muscles that make it look like you're having, that you might have a muscular dystrophy or uh, a muscle-related problem. It can simulate a heart attack. So uh, it, it can increase your blood pressure. It can have constrictions in your chest and breathing. Anything that looks like you are al- allergic to can manifest as a symptom. And then they treat it very uh, strenuously and rigorously. So, Kak, what do you see as the future of aromatherapy? I see it holding hands with science. I see it blending with all of the pharmaceuticals we have. Right now, there are uh, hospitals and there are medical packs of eucalyptus and tea tree and lavender blends that they are using in the ORs in many, many different hospitals. And I think as science and 
uh, allopathic medicine become more familiar and comfortable with qualified aromatherapy, they will see the, the balances. There are studies going on in Japan and Italy right now uh, regarding myrrh, frankincense, and cancer cells. So the, the medical community is beginning to continue to open up with regard to how sense and the olfactory system can teach the brain to do different things and have different responses. I see it as a marriage it is. It is going to be a marriage, isn't it? And I know um, years ago, uh, I grew up overseas, and when I was in the hospital in Europe, they were using it then. Yes, yes, yes. I I have certain um, shops that I bring in and port some of my essential oils, uh, Luxembourg, Switzerland, France, because I love the quality of them, and I know where they are picked, and I know how they are treated. So I definitely think Europe is a leader, certainly in homeopathy, homeopathy, uh, but we can learn a lot from them about essential oils as well. Jackie, time flies and we're out of it. I cannot thank you enough for being on the program with us today. It was my honor. You are amazing. Thank you so much and thank you to your listeners. Thank you, Kak. Our guest this hour has been Kak Young, a doctor of both clinical hypnotherapy and naturopathy, the author of 12 books, including her latest, The Healing Art of Essential Oils. Her website, healingartofessentialoils.com. This has been the Science of Magic. For in-depth exploration of leading-edge subjects from numerous authorities and viewpoints, join our email family to receive our tropic-driven episode collections at thescienceofmagic.net. Until next time, dear ones. May you be blessed with knowledge as comfort its love as you return to balance. Searching